0: In most hospitals, highly trained staff members know just what to do in the case of an emergency, be it a fire, hurricane, or even an active shooter. But what happens when that emergency comes in the form of a dangerous cyber attack? Welcome to Advancing Health, a podcast brought to you by the American Hospital Association. I'm Tom Hetterley with AHA Communications. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. has developed a sort of system-wide off-switch that staff members can use if it is clear that the hospital has come under a broad-based ransomware or malware attack. It's called Code Dark and it empowers staff members to disconnect critical patient care devices from the system as quickly as possible in the event of an outside cyber attack, which have become increasingly common over the past several years. Here to describe Code Dark and how it works is Nate Lesser, Vice President and Chief Information Security Officer with Children's National Hospital, in conversation with John Rigi, AHA's National Advisor for Cybersecurity and Risk. Gentlemen, over to you.
1: Thank you, Tom, and thanks to everyone for joining us again for another Advancing Health podcast. In the series I host, we focus on national cyber and risk issues in which we feature highly accomplished leaders from the healthcare field, cybersecurity industry, and government. They provide us with their frontline perspective in the never-ending battle against the serious cyber threats we all face in the healthcare field and as a nation. Today, I'm truly pleased to have with me Nate Lesser, my friend and colleague from Children's National Hospital. Nate Lesser is a Vice President and the Chief Information Security Officer at Children's National. Nate is an engineer and information security expert who has spent the last two decades working in various positions inside and outside of government, including serving as the Deputy Director of the NIST National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence the Cybersecurity National Lab. So Nate, thanks for joining us today to spend a little time to talk about what I believe is a great initiative that you all developed at Children's National, and that certainly has national application and relevance, unfortunately, in this time of dramatically increased ransomware attacks against hospitals. You developed a special system known as Code Dart. In general terms, Nate, please describe what Code DARK is and why did you develop it?
2: Sure, and thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to be here, and thanks for your leadership with the American Hospital Association. We're very grateful to have you in that role. Code DARK is really very straightforward. It aligns well with the emergency operations plan of the hospital, where we have the rest of uh, the codes that we call, and is built to empower our staff across the entire hospital to become cyber first responders. It's a code that we would call in the instance where our network becomes the attack vector and is being used and exploited by attackers to infect devices across the hospital, as we've often seen with broad-based ransomware attacks.
1: Thanks, Nate. So interesting that um, you work internally there with your emergency management team. And what I think is one of the great features of this code that you developed is that, again, focused internally and working with your emergency management team. What are the most significant ways establishing a code dark will reduce cyber risk?
2: Well, foundationally, we've seen that not only do we need to get ahead of the curve, right? We talk about this all the time in cybersecurity. We have to be more proactive. We have to be more predictive. But we also have seen that when a hospital has a, unfortunately, being subject to a successful ransomware attack, they're often in downtime procedures for weeks or even more than a month. And Code Dark really focuses not on how do we prevent the attack from happening? We have other work in, in Flight, of course, to do that. But it helps us to focus on how do we get back up and running as fast as possible? How do we How do we recover from a successful attack if unfortunately we are in the same boat as many of our colleagues across healthcare in the united states and and are 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 hit by one of these sophisticated attacks how do we get the system back up and running as fast as possible and to do that we really felt we needed to coordinate not just within information security not just within information technology but across the entire staff of the hospital And the great news is that like all other hospitals, we have in place communication and coordination channels to address system-wide emergencies, whether it's a hurricane or an active shooter, a fire in one of our facilities. Um, So we just leveraged the work that they did to establish those communication channels and built an additional code that empowers our staff to disconnect devices as quickly as possible if we're in one of those ransomware or broad-based malware attack scenarios.
1: Yeah, thanks for that, Nate. And uh, I think you brought out a key point, which I often also stress, is that to leverage the existing capabilities and expertise of emergency preparedness folks that have planned for other high-impact events, such as hurricanes, natural disasters, active shooters, those systems capabilities, response capabilities in place, and uh, often cyber incidents are not included there. And truly educating the staff that is already prepared, mentally prepared to, to respond to such uh, high impact events. When would you call a code dark? And what are you asking specifically the hospital staff to do? Yeah, it's a great question. So we would call it in
2: any instance where we are confident that there is fast spreading malware moving across our network. So where we are um, actively combating an attack, we simultaneously want devices off the network as quickly as possible. If the network becomes the attack vector, then like most other hospitals, we'll be in a position where we can try and centrally bring down the network. But that is a challenge, of course, and, and it doesn't happen instantaneously. So in partnership with Uh, the information security team's efforts to combat the attack we're asking our staff to get devices off the network so what does that mean individual computers we ask them to put them into airplane mode phones and tablets the same thing airplane mode get it off the wireless network medical equipment we're asking everyone to pull those devices literally disconnect network cables so that our devices are off the network and more of our devices will be protected from this fast-moving attack.
1: Nate, I think this is really uh, very, very astute of you and the staff to understand that it will take time to shut down the network in the midst of a high-impact ransomware attack and ultimately delay is the enemy, that time delay is the uh, enemy of the hospital when you're trying to prevent the network in the face of rapidly propagating ransomware. And I think that's really ingenious to ask the staff to go around, put devices in airplane mode and unplug cables. So that, let me just one follow-up question here, Nate. Obviously, how do they know which cables to unplug without causing some other type of damage or uh in the machine
2: yeah it's a really great question so a lot of training is the answer so it, it's this is you know we think of this as a relatively simple response scenario but it, to do it well and to ensure staff are not in a position where like one of our leaders said to me when I first got here Hey, if you told me I have a ransomware uh, on my device, I have ransomware on my device, or if, if I saw a ransomware message, I would probably throw my laptop out the window because I don't know what else to do, and it's too scary. It, you know, that was very triggering for me. It was good to know that that's the mindset of, uh, and this is a relatively senior leader here, one of our providers, it helped us to level set and be able to say, okay, we need to provide visuals actual pictures from across the hospital. This is not only what a network cable looks like, but this is what the network cable looks like plugged into the back of a uh, infusion pump. This is what a network cable looks like when it's plugged into a large piece of medical equipment like an MRI and uh, ensure that our staff not only have the opportunity to, to get that training from us, but also have the opportunity to ask us questions. So there's a lot of rounding involved. There's a lot of training. There's a lot of uh, direct interaction. And we produce material too, like badge cards, lanyards uh, that people wear around their their neck and stickers that we put on the side of medical devices across the hospital that say, what should I do in response to a code dark?"
1: Fantastic, Nate. Clearly, you didn't just issue a a two-line guidance or uh, order to the staff that if this happens, just start unplugging cables. So clearly a lot of thought Uh, Put into this and I think the the cards on the lanyards that folks literally have around their neck at all time Is uh, is a way to have folks uh, ensure they have access to the information during an emergency We all know all of us that have been involved in emergency response in one manner or another know that during the midst of a crisis folks uh, Will not remember key steps unless they've been trained and the information is readily available Nate, what steps would you suggest for other hospitals looking to implement a a similar code dark? We've been uh, making this information as
2: uh, widely available as we can. Certainly we are happy to share. I think, you know, through American Hospital Association, through the HISAC, and the CHIME, and other uh, collaborators we work with, as a cybersecurity industry, we've gotten very good, I think, at sharing information kind of what I think of as as laterally, right, across hospitals, across organizations, and that's essential. So we've learned from that activity that we also need to think about sharing vertically, right? So that's how we got into this position of saying, okay, well, we need to bring the entire staff of the hospital along with us. We need to think not just in terms of, you know, information security, information technology, and then the, you know, providers, but also, you know, who's, Who's working in the kitchens and what is it? You know, who's guarding the doors and what does it look like when we are in one of these downtime scenarios and how do we reduce the blast radius? But as far as sharing this information broadly across the community, we're, we're happy to do it. We, we, we have been doing some of it with your help and with others. And uh, we're more than happy to do that in any forum that we can find.
1: Nate, thanks so much. Uh, we certainly appreciate sharing uh, your knowledge and best practices out to the larger community. Uh, unfortunately, as we have seen, there, and when one hospital or health system is attacked, there is in fact a effect, a blast radius regionally and sometimes even statewide. So truly a collaborative amongst information security personnel and really all the leadership of hospitals to share best practices and lessons learned from some of these high-impact ransomware attacks. Uh, I say this all the time, truly mean it, because we've seen the effect that to defend one is to defend all. Nate, truly appreciate that. And if an organization would like to contact you directly, could you give us your email or an email that perhaps uh, folks could uh, write to you? and get some more information. Yeah, they should absolutely
2: feel free to reach out to me directly. Um, you could probably put it in the show notes. My email address is just my first initial last name at children'snational.org. And I, I you know, I would say to the question that you asked before, I, I guess I'd add one more point, which is, I think that the internal collaboration, especially with your emergency management team, something that you preach a lot, John, is really essential right? If you're trying to do this in a vacuum, again, whether it's vertically or horizontally, you're not going to be successful. So so for us, the key was how do we build really our entire cyber incident response program into the broader emergency operations plan of the hospital? How do we leverage things like our administrator on-call structure and our emergency communication structures I think that's an essential piece. And if you're starting out, if you haven't you know, put one of these programs in place yet, if you don't have a dark. but you're interested in doing it, I would start there. I'd start with a collaboration with your emergency management team.
1: Nate, I certainly appreciate you sharing your knowledge and the details of this best practice that you all developed there at Children's National. But there are those who are concerned with the possibility of increased risk due to the public sharing of best practices and lessons learned. How do you respond to those concerns? Well, I think it's a really good
2: question, right? So out of the gate, we tend to think about cybersecurity, uh, information security as something that we try to keep it sensitive. So we try to keep it secret. And certainly that is an essential function of information security. The reality is our attackers are very good at sharing information and we have to be very, very good at sharing best practices. By sharing a best practice, there are, we we certainly do I think elevate the the practice of all of our uh, partners and and our entire industry in healthcare. Um, and I would say that you know those who are concerned that perhaps we at Children's National or or anyone who gets this kind of uh, exposure or is is out front offering suggestions makes us a bigger target. I would only argue that the attackers know who we are. We're not, we're not hiding under the covers, right? We are not successfully obscuring our identity by uh, keeping our experience and cases where we have some something we have developed by keeping it secret. I think we're only serving to harm uh, the rest of the industry by not sharing, by not collaborating. So at the end of the day, I would say, you know, if anything, uh, being out front in sharing best practices makes us uh, individually and as a community less of a target uh, attackers that are running a business and they will look for the softest targets they can find. So I would encourage everybody uh, who listens to this podcast to participate in the dialogue, to share feedback. If you see something that you think we can improve, if you take a look at our Code Dark and you have feedback, we'd love to hear it. If you want to implement it and have different ways of doing it that you think might be better, that's, that's fantastic. Please share it with the rest of the community.
1: Great advice, uh, Nate, and it really points out that Code Dart is not a system or program that stands alone. It's really a, a byproduct of that productive interaction with your emergency management team. I could not agree with you more, Nate, that often that cyber incident response plans are developed in a silo without sufficient coordination with emergency management team. As I uh, did in the government, I often find there are pockets of expertise and knowledge within an organization that's often siloed, and we don't have to spend a lot of money often for outside consultants or high-tech solutions. It's simply a matter of, you, as you said, coordinating internally, leveraging the existing expertise and programs. Really, it becomes a force multiplier yeah, to limit that ransomware blast radius that you and I often speak about internally and externally. Thanks again, Nate, for sharing your knowledge and in your innovative program on Code DARK. No doubt will help defend your networks and help to defend the networks of health systems across the United States. And especially thank you to all the health care providers at Children's National and across the United States for everything you've done to care for our patients and our communities during the pandemic and now. This has been John Rigi, your national advisor for cybersecurity and risk. Stay safe, everyone.